Chapter 25 of A Monster Calls by Patrick Ness. I don't even know what to say. The headmistress made an exasperated sound and shook her head. What can I possibly say to you, Connor? Connor kept his eyes on the carpet, which was the color of spilled wine. Miss Kwan was there, too, sitting behind him, as if he might try to escape. He sensed, rather than saw, the headmistress lean forward. She was older than Miss Kwan, and somehow twice as scary. "'You put him in the hospital, Connor,' she said. "'You broke his arm, his nose, and I'll bet his teeth are never going to look that pretty again. His parents are threatening to sue the school and file charges against you.' Connor looked up at that. "'They were a little hysterical, Connor,' Miss Kwan said behind him. "'And I don't blame them. I explained what's been going on, though.' that he had been regularly bullying you and that your circumstances were special. Connor winced at the word. It was actually the bullying part that scared them off, Miss Kwan said, scorn in her voice. Doesn't look good to prospective universities these days, apparently. Accusations of bullying. But that's not the point, the headmistress said, so loud she made both Connor and Miss Kwan jump. I can't even make sense of what actually happened. She looked at some papers on her desk, reports from teachers and other students. Connor guessed. I'm not even sure how one boy could have caused so much damage by himself. Connor had felt what the monster was doing to Harry, felt it in his own hands. When the monster gripped Harry's shirt, Connor felt the material against his own palms. When the monster struck a blow, Connor felt the sting of it in his own fist. When the monster held Harry's arm behind his back, Connor had felt Harry's muscles resisting. Resisting, but not winning. Because how could a boy beat a monster? He remembered all the screaming and running. He remembered the other kids fleeing to get teachers. He remembered the circle around him opening wider and wider as the monster told the story of all that he had done for the invisible man. Never invisible again, the monster kept saying as he pummeled Harry. Never invisible again. There came a point when Harry stopped trying to fight back, when the blows from the monster were too strong, too many, too fast, when he began begging the monster to stop. Never invisible again, the monster said, finally letting up, its huge branch-like fists curled tight as a clap of thunder. It turned to Connor. But there are harder things than being invisible, it said. And it vanished, leaving Connor standing alone over the shivering, bleeding Harry. Everyone in the dining hall was staring at Connor now. Everyone could see him, all eyes looking his way. There was silence in the room, too much silence for so many kids. And for a moment before the teachers broke it up, where had they been? Had the monster kept them from seeing? Or had it really been so short an amount of time? You could hear the wind rushing in an open window a wind that dropped a, f a few small spiky leaves to the floor. Then there were adult hands on Connor, dragging him away. What do you have to say for yourself? The headmistress asked. Connor shrugged. I'm going to need more than that, she said. You seriously hurt him. It wasn't me, Connor mumbled. What was that? She said sharply. It wasn't me, Connor said more clearly. It was the monster who did it. The monster, the headmistress said. I didn't even touch Harry. The headmistress made a wedge shape with her fingertips and placed her elbows on her desk. She glanced at Miss Kwan. 
An entire dining hall saw you hitting Harry Connor, Miss Kwan said. They saw you knocking him down. They saw you pushing him over a table. They saw you banging his head against the floor, Miss Kwan leaned forward. They heard you yelling about being seen. About not being invisible anymore. Connor flexed his hands slowly. They were sore again. Just like after the destruction of his grandma's sitting room. I can understand how angry you must be, Miss Kwan said, her voice getting slightly softer. I mean, we haven't been able to reach any kind of parent or guardian for you. My dad flew back to America, Connor said, and my grandma starting, started keeping her phone on silent so she won't wake Mum. He scratched the back of his hand. Grandma will probably call you back, though. The headmistress sat back heavily in her chair. School rules dictate immediate exclusion, she said. Connor felt his stomach sink, felt his whole body droop under a tone of extra weight. But when he realized it was drooping because the weight had been removed, understanding flooded him. Relief did, too, so powerful it almost made him cry, right there in the headmistress's office. He was going to be punished. It was finally going to happen. Everything was going to make sense again. She was going to exclude him. Punishment was coming. But how could I do that? The headmistress said. Connor froze. How could I do that and still call myself a teacher? She said. With all that you're going through, she frowned. With all that we know about Harry. She shook her head slightly. There will come a day when we'll talk about this, Connor O'Malley. And we will, believe me. She started gathering the papers on her desk. But today is not that day. She gave him a last look. You have bigger things to think about. It took Connor a moment to realize it was over. That this was it. This was all he was going to get. You're not punishing me, he said. The headmistress gave him a grim smile almost kind, and then she said almost exactly the same thing his father had said. What purpose could that possibly serve? Miss Kwan walked him back to his lesson. The two pupils they passed in the corridor backed up against the wall to let him go by. His classroom fell silent when he opened the door, and no one, including the teacher, said a word as he made his way back to his desk. Lily at the desk beside him looked like she was going to say something. But she didn't. No one spoke to him for the rest of the day. There are worse things than being invisible, the monster had said. And it was right. Connor was no longer invisible. They all saw him now. But he was further away than ever. <laughs>